Today with Ken Crowther on World Radio Gardening. What's new with Thompson and Morgan Seeds? Hello and welcome to the latest podcast from World Radio Gardening, brought to you by Thompson and Morgan Seeds. Well, what a summer and what an autumn. It was the topic of conversation when Ken Crowther met up with Colin Randall at Thompson and Morgan. Hasn't it been an autumn and a half, Colin? You're a bit of a veg man. You've enjoyed it, haven't you? Oh, yeah, Ken. No, certainly, uh, you know, with the, the heat wave coming in a bit, um, uh, well, lasting a bit longer than we expected. So did um, it mean but... harvesting went on? I mean, marrows were maturing much longer, which means that they'll hold through the winter better, won't they? Well, like that. yeah, they've had some heat on their backs, so, well... When you think of the, the late start to the season and everything seems to be pushed back, everything seemed late with us this year and talking to some of the commercial uh, trial people as well, uh, you know, maturities on even the, the tomatoes outdoors and that was running a fortnight or so later than, than usual and it seems to have, uh, I don't know, uh, it's held on the season, what we lost at the start of the season has picked up through the through the nice weather that we had through the late summer and into the autumn, and, uh, and now touching November, uh, you know I think most uh, gardeners will have thought uh, we better uh, harvest what is still very good outside and, and, and tuck it up in the shed now. And what have you seen that's looking good and late that surprised you then? I mean, it, you would, I think, mange too? And yeah, peas, peas, peas you generally. You wouldn't expect any of that, though, at this no, time of year, would you? No, there's a trial for the third year running now, and uh, I really think gardeners should have a go at sowing. Now, the last few days of July, August the 1st, we sowed ours uh, That's late, isn't on it? our trial field. That is very late. You I wouldn't mean, normally, normally July you'd do it, would you? Well, it used to be in the old days, Kelvin and Wonder at the end of June for a bit of mildew resistance. Uh, and a lot of gardeners still, that's still a good old variety. And I've got that in the trial along with some of the newer material. We've got, um, and it's it, from August the 1st, so in Kelvin and Wonder has done the pick, job, but it has gone down the, with mildew. But you can still pick a few for November, which is mind-blowing, isn't well, it? Well, yeah, so I mean, it's just the... As long as we're not going to get any too severe a frost, um, which will knock everything back, but a new pea terrain, uh, which has got downy and powdery mildew resistance, downy mildew for the earlier start in the season, which this... This year has been horrendous, downy mildew problems in peas commercially because of the wet spring. And then the powdery mildew uh, at the end later, of the season. Yes, for end of season crops. And it, and terrain is outstanding. And uh, just into November, uh, for the last two years, we've had fresh pods, just, just filling fresh peas. But the monge too, sweet horizon, because it doesn't... You know, just pick it as it as it makes a little pod. That's come out in hundreds and hundreds of them. Nice fresh peas that late in the year. And runner beans have carried on because I, I mean I was always a you know sow a sow some runner beans in early July and you can run them into the autumn. They've done well as well. Yeah, this autumn, I mean they? the runner beans really prefer the cooler nights as autumn uh, sets in. And uh, I mean they withstand the heat. Uh, uh, without any problem during the day but it's the it's the hot nighttime temperatures which uh, hit runner beans primarily uh, with flower drop or they um, just don't want to do anything 
And always sort of recommend that um, uh, gardeners do a later sowing. Uh, what varieties well. would you sow at that late stage, just for people to remember? Well, the white flowered ones traditionally, uh, I mean, no, it's not cast in stone, but the, the red flowered ones earlier in the season, Scarlet Emperor has, uh, and Lady Di are still really very good uh, early uh, reliable varieties. But uh, for the autumn, um, tend to be white ladies still usually popular but in more recent years moonlight since it came out as a predominantly self-setting one does it standingly well and if it sow some so a few of those seeds at the end of june uh, first uh, week of july and 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 fingers crossed you still pick but the beans through no in well into november unless we get a really harsh frost to rattle the pods uh, they'll just keep picking and stick a few in the freezer then if need be. I was going to say that uh, it's an old saying isn't it that things aren't what they used to be they're not the autumns have definitely been extended from summer haven't they? They have and they and I mean it's just uh, I don't know it's interesting times with the the late springs and then hopefully moving keeping things going till very late in the autumn I suppose we still say autumn up to the middle of December, can't we? <laughs> Colin Randall from Thompson & Morgan talking to Ken Crowther and more from Colin in just a moment. Today with Ken Crowther on World Radio Gardening. What's new with Thompson & Morgan Seeds? Well, with Christmas just around the corner, we'll also be looking at gifts and plants as gifts. Something else that's available from Thompson & Morgan. Ken Crowther meeting up with Jenny a little later in the programme. But now back to vegetables and forwards to next year. Colin Randall, known for his vegetable expertise, we will be looking now, at this time of the year, towards, I suppose, the winter in the veg plot, and then next year. Yes, That's where we have so, to go, isn't it? Yeah, it is. The catalogues are uh, through uh, customers' uh, letterboxes now, and, and quite everything's up on the website, and uh, you see these things in the garden centres, uh, new ranges, and to tickle the taste buds a bit what uh, so, might tempt our gardeners now overwintering um, over the last few years it's been quite wet and we've had trouble I know a lot of particularly overwintering onions we had a lot of neck rot didn't we and all these rots that are setting in because of that but we shouldn't give up on that should we because we might end up with a dry winter might not we well it, we can hope so I mean it's just it seems uh, the um, the uh, it we're looking at wetter winters, milder, uh, but wetter winters. And that is a bit of a concern for gardeners whose who soil's waterlogged particularly or don't drain very well. Really need to do a little bit of preparation there to try and get it a little more fr uh, free draining. Or, or, made, or a raised bed, bed would mm. be ideal. Um, or even growing them a few things, try them in, in sort of bucket-sized pots. Because uh, container growing is becoming much more popular, isn't it? Yes, there's a lot of uh, varieties that, uh, and subjects now that for more compact habit uh, and for use in, in, in a confined space for those gardeners who haven't got a lot of space or hardly any space at all uh, to be able to grow in a container on the, in the backyard or mm. in the small garden. 
So overwintering onions we should have got on with already. We, of course, we've got the garlic coming up, and that's becoming more and more popular, isn't it, garlic? Garlic, yeah, increasingly popular. Just uh, And the best garlic is autumn planted, so uh, uh, I know it's been out, uh, available since uh, early September, but November is a key time for planting your garlics, and, and they're pretty robust uh, and winter-hardy um, subjects, but again, they're not going to appreciate try, trying to grow in soils that are too too waterlogged so just uh, the gardeners need to be aware of where they put them. Now talking about waterlogging it was always traditional wasn't it to plant uh, broad beans at this time of the year it's, again yeah, uh, it's, we always said it, it would avoid the black fly uh, yes, that's <laughs> whether it ever does I don't know <laughs> well it can uh, it, very often they've uh, matured uh, come over the, through the winter and mature before the black fly become a problem and the old aquadolce bean has been uh, well, gardener favourite for oh, too many years. I've forgotten, Ken. Um, but last uh, year it just just failed. Didn't it, it? Just it was very very poor, and, and certainly that and the round seeded peas like Feltham First Meteor is a, a little worrying now with this um, uh, with the overwintering in, in the feet in wet soil uh, too long and the colder. The springs have been so slow in drying up and warming the soil up. But we found Still worth growing, a try. it's worth a try. I mean, I've done uh, trials now with the in the last three years with a demonica um, uh, broad bean. That sort of revolutionised the the standard picking broad bean. Uh, makes very good pods and found it, sowing that in modules um, or seed trays at the end of February if you can get on your to your to your ground. That has matured um, as a to, for harvesting about the same time as your November sown uh, aquedols so at the end of June. It's well words, worth thinking. So that of. is what that's remind us of what that's called. That's uh, demonica. Demonica. Hmm. Worth looking out for. Definitely. So really, things thing. are changing. We need to come back in the spring and talk more about you know getting going early. But again, we're going to be watching the weather, aren't we? We are, um, and just. It would be nice to be able to make an earlier start in the spring, and that does seem to be uh, the problem in recent years. Well, I think every gardener and grower would agree. We're all ruled by the weather. Colin Randall from Thompson & Morgan chatting with Ken Crowler. But just in case the weather takes a turn for the worse, come indoors. Ken's been chatting to Jenny at Thompson & Morgan. Thompson Morgan, known, yes, for its seeds and its plants outdoors, and we've been talking vegetable a bit earlier on, but also known, particularly in the latter years, the last few years, come on strength to strength, is gifts, gifts of plants, and particularly around Christmas as we come towards it. Now, with me, I've got Jenny, who's one of the ladies who organises and sorts out gifts so come on what are we going to look forward to we have an amazing selection of plants for christmas and we encompass the full range we've got indoor plants outdoor plants as well as more traditional gifts such as chocolates and flowers but the plants are always my favorite 
I'm going to say, who would have dreamt, Thompson and Morgan, actually, if you go back 20 years, who would have dreamt that you were selling, you said chocolates, but yes, plants at Christmas, sent through the post. You wouldn't have believed it, would you? Well, you wouldn't, but they make such great gifts. Either more of the horticultural types of plants for real gardeners, such as camellias. What a lovely gift to receive at Christmas. They're a winter flowering plant. They bloom in January and February. And we've selected a couple of varieties that you may not have had in the garden either ever before or for a few years. One is called the Uso Atome. That's a novel one. That's a beautiful one that comes from the pink perfection um, heritage. A lovely, delicate pink with a really neat swirl of flowers. So we gift wrap it so you can buy the product, take it to your friend as a gift. It comes in a beautiful pink hessian wrap, ready to enjoy in the house for a few days before Christmas, and then plant outside as soon as Christmas festivities are over, and then enjoy it for years to come. A great gift, isn't it? I mean, plants are good gifts, aren't they, really? They're brilliant. They're fantastic for someone where you're not quite sure what to buy for. Everybody enjoys a plant. Now, one of the most popular plants at Christmas is the azalea, and we have a fantastic selection of azaleas. This year, we're launching a new variety of a white, really neat, rose-type petal, far more far more structured than the very frilly pink and white more traditional type although we do have that in our range as well and we have a couple of novelty types we have growers that grow them especially in a christmas tree shape they really? stand about <laughs> 60 centimeters tall they come in a beautiful zinc pot which is lined so when you water it it's not going to damage your furniture and we have a red variety and also a white variety. And these are shaped to what look like Christmas trees? They're exactly in the shape of a Christmas tree. That's not you could even it? put lights around them <laughs> and just use them instead of a Christmas tree if you lived in a small flat or an apartment. So forever looking for things that are novel, but also, like the camellia, traditional as well. Yeah, and of course, the traditional flower of Christmas is the poinsettia. Now, we have one poinsettia in our range, which is in a fantastic red and white variegated variety. So not something you're going to get on the high street, something that's very, very difficult to find in the UK. But the other type of poinsettia that we sell is the prinsettia. Not many people know this, and actually, naturally, it grows and the bracts become coloured, because the colours on the poinsettia, of course, are not the flower. No, they're the bracts, aren't they? They are yeah. indeed. The bracts are coloured naturally from September through until October. So you haven't got to do all this darkness and keeping Well, them dark. the grower does all that for us, <laughs> and we grow the prinsettia as a, an alternative to the poinsettia because it doesn't react so badly to the cold. It, it's much, much less likely to shed its leaves if it goes through a cold spell. And this year we've introduced a pure white variety and it's as white as snow. It's beautiful. And then with it, we've got the um, pink variety as well, yeah. which is one that we have run in previous years. So that's an exciting new introduction to it our range. It really is. Um, you know, you've watched possibly, you know, TNM, we've talked about how it's changed over the years, and it really is, and I suppose you've talked about some of the new things you're looking for. It, it's a challenge to look for new plants, always, and you're looking so far in advance. I mean, surely you're nearly looking forward to next year already, aren't you? We've already started. 
We've already started designing the containers that we'll be putting the plants in. Every year there's trends. Colours change, people's tastes change, and most of these we source from the Far East, but they're exclusive to us. We've already done our designs for them. We're not quite finished on the colour schemes yet. And then the plants, um, I go off to Alsmere and to Denmark um, in the next four weeks where we visit shows. We visit our regular growers. We look at their new varieties. And um, I'll be bringing back the first samples to work on between Christmas and New Year. And ideally, by March, Christmas is all sewn up. In fact, some of the crops are already put down to be grown. The poinsettias go for planting around about early March. Isn't it incredible how year on year on year, come on, finish us off with something else that is one of your favourites that you think, will be you think will be really popular because you don't really know, do you, till the orders come through the door or on you the don't. website. I have to say, I'm going to go completely traditional. I like bulbs. I love to receive a planted bulb arrangement. So at Christmas, the plants are just coming through and then you can enjoy them for three, four months before. And my favourite this year is a new colour of hyacinth that we've introduced to our range called Woodstock. And it's a beautiful magenta purple colour. And it has the most heady scent of all hyacinths. My favourite. Although I have to say it's very very traditional. Very traditional, <laughs> very favourite. And of course, all this can be found on the website. Yes, it you're can. You're also on TV channels, aren't you? We are well? indeed, yes. So you're on TV, you're on the web, and there's a catalogue as well. We have both Thompson and Morgan Christmas gifts, and yep. we also have our sister company, Rainbow, with Christmas gifts. Available online, but also in the catalogue. So plenty to look out for. Everywhere. Today with Ken Crowther on World Radio Gardening. What's new with Thompson and Morgan Seeds? Well, a chat with Jenny in the warehouse, bringing to an end this podcast from World Radio Gardening, as you heard, brought to you by Thompson and Morgan. Well, thank you for listening. As we hurtle towards Christmas, come back to our website regularly for the next update of the podcast from World Radio Gardening.